like every single time I've tried to plan for anything, it's never worked. It's just a matter of going with opportunities as they arise and and doing things that maybe make you a little uncomfortable, but you just know are right. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me here at the Wisdom of the Wilderness. We are back on another snowy day with another podcast. Lo and behold, it rained, it got cold, it rained, it snowed, it rained, uh, it got sunny, and the six feet of snow that was out there, well, it kind of melted and froze solid, and it's about a two-inch thick sheet of ice with some nice car tracks in it uh, that it then snowed on top of. So it's been kind of weird weather out here, but that is okay. It has gotten cold again, uh, which I like because cold is really, really good for us. And exposure to the cold is actually a great way to boost your immune system and to get healthy. It was a glorious day this morning. I got up super early. I met a friend. We went for a run up the hill. Uh, we jumped into the frozen almost creek. Uh, I'm told the water temperature was approximately two celsius degrees or approximately 37 fahrenheit degrees so it was pretty chilly uh came back out and then uh, my friend left and i went over to my truck did a quick change and then i continued on for 10 more miles of run and then i jumped back in that creek again and i did another cold plunge and uh it was just as invigorating so, uh, yeah, it, it is really good. And that leads me, actually, to the topic of today's podcast, which is cold therapy. Uh, you call it cryotherapy, uh, having a cold shower, doing the Wim Hof method, getting into the cold, whether it's exposing ourselves to cold showers or into cold water. Um, turns out it's really, really good for us, and there's a lot of benefits to it, and there's a lot of stuff that's been studied by some of the priests of science and uh turns out yeah this stuff is actually real and um Wim Hof can go up Everest in shorts there's a lot of things that we can do that our bodies are capable of that for whatever reason we're not told about until somebody goes and tries it really interesting but to back up a little bit um, I'm going to go into why I started getting into this cold plunge thing and doing the breathing exercises with it and we're going to fast forward back to uh, the summer of 2012 and a couple friends and I did um, this moderately challenging outdoor adventure kind of playground um, I don't know what you'd call it crossfitty uh adventure obstacle mabob course and um it was pretty cool and uh there were two things at this uh this event the tough mutter is well known for one of them is um the live electric wires at the end which was pretty cool uh the other one is the arctic anima 
Now, when we did this, we started at 9,000 feet at the base of Beaver Creek in Colorado, on the side of a ski hill, and promptly ran up the side of the mountain. Uh, eventually, we got along to this obstacle card called the Arctic Anima. And in what was a colossal disappointment for me of training and practicing all these different things to try and um, do my best at it was that you didn't have to do all the obstacles. You could just walk around them. So that was a pretty significant letdown to, to get up there and see all these people um, walk up to this obstacle and then say, oh, hell no, and just walk around it. Um, that really took away from the experience. It was a cool experience, but to to not have a level playing field, that was um, disappointing. But <clears throat> this obstacle, what is it? So when you get up to it, it looked just like it was a big pool. They built this you know, plywoody box, um, lined it with plastic, and you could see cold water, or you could see water, which you presume is cold because it's freaking about 11,000 feet up there or something like that. And... Uh, you could see, that's all you could see. And then you could see there was a bunch of boards, so it looked like you had to dunk yourself under the water and come back up. And uh, we got lucky. It was in the 80s that day, so uh, nice warm temperatures. A little bit unusual for that time of year, but uh, we were very happy to have it because, um, yeah, it can get cold at 9,000 feet, especially if you're going to go uh, jump into water. So anyways, we got the obstacle, and uh, I went first of the three of us, and I jumped into the pool and swam across to where you could see that, you know, you had to duck your head under and come back up. And I was like, well, this isn't so bad. Ain't too much to this. And I grabbed a breath of air. I ducked my head under the water. I went under and I came up. And as I came up, I came up through, I don't know, a foot, two feet of ice cubes. So that other side of the water, which you couldn't see, was a freaking heck of a lot colder. And then I started this weird breathing thing. I didn't know it was happening because it was so freaking cold. And then climbed out. And then actually, yeah, by the time the race was done or the event was done, um, we were totally dry again. So that was pretty cool. But it was quite the experience to get absolutely uh, cold and wet at that elevation. But what stuck with me was the way that my breathing changed. Um, there's the involuntary response to, oh, my God, my chest is being compressed, blah, blah, blah. And then we're going to rewind up to now. And uh, in the, I guess in the spring, I started hearing about the Wim Hof method. And I know it had been around for a while, but didn't really look into it too much. I uh, heard a great podcast, um, Wim Hof with Kim Anami on the Orgasmic Enlightenment podcast. That was freaking awesome. And I started researching this. And I thought, well, why don't I try it? And one of the things that you can do is just start off with adding you know, a few breaths of cool or cold water for your shower super duper easy to do just turn the knob down and uh, finish off your shower with some breathing and one thing led to another led to another and uh, I was traveling in the summer and that was um what I did for showers I was camping and didn't know anybody in the area I was at so I just go camp somewhere and then go for a run and find a creek or find a lake and jump in the lake jump in the creek uh, jump in the hot springs and then into the river and then back into the hot springs um, and I found I was sleeping better I was awake more I was recovering way faster 
So that was just my personal experience. Then now that I'm out here, I've got this river right, right up the road here. Um, and it's cold and snowy, so I can go for a run in my shorts and expose myself to cold. I can go and stick my feet in the river like I did today, or I could go for a run and find somewhere where there's a beautiful spot that you can actually get your whole body submerged if you'd like to, or you can go waist deep, or you can go chest deep, or you can go neck deep, whatever you'd like. So that was pretty magical. And then I thought, well, heck, this is really cool. This is something I would wager to say most people don't do because most people like their comfort and this can be uncomfortable. But why don't I share some of the actual benefits of this? Because there's a lot of really awesome stuff that happens when you start incorporating cold showers or cold plunges into your life. There's a bunch of them, and it's really surprising to me that uh, it's not being talked about that much except in the, the health and wellness realm of things when there's so many benefits for so many things. It's very strange. So on that note, we're going to um, step into some of the different benefits that, that you get if you are uh, doing a cold plunge or doing cold therapy. And, you know, like I said, you don't need any special equipment for this. If you go and have a shower, you can just do the last minute of your shower with cooler water to start acclimatizing or acclimatizing, acclimatizing yourself to it. Uh, if you want, you can go buy a bucket and fill it with cold water. If you want, you can buy a bucket, fill it with cold ice and get in that. Or you can go buy a horse trough. There's all kinds of things people do, but you don't need to spend extra money to get started. I spend seven minutes and walk down to the river. It's not a big deal. But in any way, what are these benefits that we get? Well, the first big one is that cold plunges and cold therapy reduce inflammation. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's several studies around this. Now, most people, to some degree, have inflammation in their body. Some have a lot, some have not as much. doesn't really matter. But if you get into cold water... You begin to numb the nerves because, hey, they're cold. Um, and when that happens, that uh, actually triggers the release of hormones and endorphins. And uh, the release of these acts as an analgesic, so that alleviates inflammation and can relieve muscle strain and uh, can relieve joint pain. It's actually really cool. You know, maybe you've heard of, you know, ice therapy where, hey, if someone rolls their ankle playing baseball or, I don't know, slips on the ice or whatever it is, um, you know, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Um, these are things we do to reduce swelling and reduce the inflammation. So, hey, that is a great one. The second one, and uh, this is a big, big, big one. Cold plunges boost your mood. It can actually have effects and treat symptoms of depression. And in one study in 2007, uh, the authors concluded that it may even be more effective than prescription antidepressants, which gets some companies rich, um, to just have a cold shower. But how does it boost the mood? Well, we're getting into cold water. And uh, when you get out of that cold water and... Uh, you start to get the feeling back and things start to come back. You feel invigorated and you feel alive. I can tell you 
that I wasn't as awake as I have been at other times when I drove out to where we met this morning. But I can tell you that after I got my whole body into that river, after about a second and a half, I was alive in a different way because my senses were all tingling. What happens for boosting mood is as the cold water hits the body, we get a release of norepinephrine and epinephrine and adrenaline. So that helps us, you know, helps me feel alive. Um, but at the same time, when we get that boost and that aliveness feeling, that can be connected with the symptoms of depression. So that can alleviate them. So it's really interesting. There are some, like I said, neat studies all the way back to 2007. So that's mm, 14 years ago now. So the fact that this isn't widespread and a suggested thing for depression treatment makes one kind of wonder, why not? Because it's simple and it seems to be effective and it's extremely economical, low cost. Very strange. The next thing uh, we get to is um, enhancing the body's antioxidant capacity and increasing the white blood cell count. Now, this is against uh, the comparison of hot showers, but the metabolic rate speeds up because after we have a cold shower or a cold dip, the body's trying to warm itself. You might shiver a little bit, so that speeds up the metabolism, which then activates our immune system, which then leads to the release of white blood cells. So if you had a daily cold shower, you had more white blood cells as opposed to people who took hot showers. Now, this got even more interesting because uh, there's a German study. And in that German study, that um, the people who were regularly being cold, whether it was swimming in cold water, whether it was having a cold shower, but regularly exposing to this had a noticeable effect and a more adaptive response of the antioxidants. So they're better equipped to deal with the stresses of life once they were accustomed to cold water and once they did it regularly, you know, being consistent is kind of the same thing. You're going to start working out. Okay, great. You did it once. Hey, that's cool. But you be consistent with it and you start to really notice changes. So that was a really cool one because again, there are so many stresses that happen and so much with diet and inflammation and everything else, uh, anything we can do to help our body. So if we can increase our white blood cells and enhance our antioxidants. That is freaking amazing. Next one kind of tied to that is uh, it boosts the immune system. The uh, lymph vessels contract when we get into the cold water, and that activates the lymph system, and that pumps fluid throughout the body. So when that's happening, it catalyzes white blood cells to then attack the foreign bodies in the body. It was also noted in one study that uh, people who take cold showers were 29% less likely to call in sick for work or school. So that was a really interesting stat. I mean, it's I'm sure it's dated now. Um, but with cold cold baths or cold showers, you know, that is how you are enhancing your immune system is stimulating the lymphatic system, the immune system, and getting more of those white blood cells to fight off infection. So that's a really cool benefit, especially as I'm recording this in whoo, January 2020. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Next thing, um, circulation. You know, uh, as we I talked about briefly with um, the rest ice compression elevation for athletic injuries, um, you know, when cold hits our body, circulation is constricted. When cold is taken away and that warms back up, it increases the blood flow to the area. So when we do this and we go into cold water, 
then circulation at the skin, um, that blood and that heat is shuttled to the center of the body to maintain the core organ temperatures, maintain the core temperature. This is a common thing that we deal with um, through treated hypothermia in the field or to be aware of in wilderness first aid, first responder for, for shock. Um, so when you get in cold water and the blood goes, wow, hey, it's cold, uh, moves toward the surface of the body, then that circulates the blood faster. That gets more blood pumping. So when you come back out and you're like, oh my God, I feel insanely good right now, then you feel the blood come back in. And you also maybe feel little ice crystals freezing on your back because it's, I don't know, 16 Fahrenheit, uh, minus 10 or so Celsius when you get out of the water and stuff kind of freezes fast. But it improves circulation, and you do, trust me, you do feel alive. Ah, now this one, um, rheumatoid arthritis, that is a thing. But um, what's really neat is that there was a study that showed if you um, have rheumatoid arthritis, if you have a sauna, and then go take a cold shower, that can reduce pain and improve circulation and um, limit your symptoms for the rest of the day. So that was a really cool one. Um, again, something to check out if you do uh, have that issue. Um, that might be something to consider and something to try is having a cold shower or a sauna and then a cold shower because, gosh, do I wish I could have done that today. I would have gone back and forth probably for a good chunk of my day because it's fun. Sweat all that stuff out in the sauna and then, uh, whew, yeah, rolled out in the snow. Alrighty, what is our next thing? Um, lung health. So uh, if you do take a plunge into cold water, it actually can improve your lung function. Uh, and that comes about through, like I said, when I did Tough Mudder, um, going into the water and then all of a sudden you feel breathless. So if you're holding your breath, slowly releasing it, working with some of the, the breathing techniques that you can learn through the Wim Hof method, um, you can actually enhance the health of your lungs by doing it. And regardless, uh, your breathing changes when you get into the cold water because you are aware of things. So that is one way you can kind of control your response and your, your mind, um, have that mind-body connection by focusing on your breathing and getting out of your head and out of the, oh, it's cold. I'm uncomfortable mental patterns. So there we go. And there we go with that. Oh gosh, what else have we got here? Um, it's good for the nervous system. Cold plunges are good for the nervous system because it activates nerves in the auton autonomic nervous system. As well, uh, like I just mentioned, the cold, um, it stimulates you to take deeper breaths. And when that happens, there's then less carbon dioxide in the body so you can concentrate better. Hooray! Everyone loves to concentrate better. It's that focus, right? Now, it's also um, interesting that uh, the cold temperature can be seen as a little bit of a workout for the nervous system um, because the more, the more you go into the cold, you know, the more your system adapts and um, the stronger it gets. Now, at the same time, um, there's a, an increase in the rate of fat burning during cold exposure. And that's something that I have heard as feedback um, from several people in reading testimonials um, and actually reading some different, just some of the different newsletters and things I get. Uh, Charles Eisenstein mentioned it in the summer 
that, you know, doing a, a cold plunge, even if it was, you know, you just got cold water in a bathtub or something, um, you really can see changes in your body composition. And his quote was something about melting the fat away, but it is really cool. And that takes me to the next point. Um, cold plunges actually help burn fat, regulate blood sugar, and um, can contribute to weight loss. Now, these are all huge issues because there's a obesity epidemic and a strange normalization of obesity nowadays. Um, it's really interesting that just having a cold shower or going in cold water, um, again, as I've mentioned, this is something that's pretty cheap, pretty easily accessible, um, pretty simple to do. Um, it's not being promoted at all to deal with this epidemic. So that's strange. But how does it actually work? Well, there is a study where ah, in that study, um, the level of a protein involved in the regulation of blood glucose, and that's called adiponectin, uh, those levels increased by 70% after exposure to the cold. Now, why this is important is um, if those levels are low, that's been correlated with insulin resistance. Her insulin resistance often has low levels, so seems to be a relationship there, one definitely worth investigating. Now, there was a, another study that was done where anyone um, who's exposed to cold stress had an 80% increase in metabolism over their warm levels. Uh, it's also been noted that um, brown adipose tissue activity um, that uh, that's increased after exposure to the cold. So with all these things going there, like I mentioned, this is a pretty, um, pretty low cost, pretty simple to do um, way to enhance metabolism, um, burn fat, regulate blood sugar and lose weight. So perhaps, hopefully, we will start to see this being advocated because obesity is a huge burden on the systems we currently have in place. Uh, and then the last thing, <laughs> the psychological aspect. Um, it is really good for us to do this. Um, it's hard. So when I'm standing on the bank of the river like today, and I was like, well, yep, uh, looks cold, but I'm going to take off my clothes and hop into this river. Uh, that takes mental fortitude. It takes some courage to do. Um, take some willpower to do, but you get in and you do it and it becomes easier to do it the next time and easier to do it the next time. And sometimes even having a new friend there who's also doing it, you get that aspect of, you know, uh, accountability or teamwork of if I say to my buddy, Hey, let's go to the gym at five, meet you there. There's an accountability factor. I'm going to be there to not let you down. You're going to be there to not let me down. We'll do it together. Um, so, you know, it can be hard that first little bit. It can be hard to get the clothes off and get into it. But once you do, it gets easier each time. And then when you go through it, that's great training for your brain. Um, you know, you maybe seen those things like I can do hard things and memes and stuff around that. But that that is a huge benefit is that we do start to be able to to do hard things, to, you know, to have a positive attitude, um, to even take on challenges where maybe a little voice in the head says, no, no, you can't do that. You're too old. You're too out of shape, blah, blah, blah. But you can because, hey, 
you jumped in a pool of cold water this morning and breathed there for 45 seconds and came out and then did it again and came out and you're still here alive and you feel invigorated. So it is really good for us to, to have that and to do that. Um, as well, there's one about, I think this is important to share about um, discomfort and, and the way that um, many things are set up to be comfortable and easy. And a cold plunge is easy, but it may not feel comfortable. And there is uh, there can sometimes be a lot of inertia towards leaving something that's comfortable, whether that is a job, whether that is uh, the place you live, whether that is a relationship. Um, it may not be the greatest, but uh, it's comfortable. And there is something very big to be said, which I'm going to say about pushing past your comfort zone, whether that's asking the cute boy or the cute girl that you see out on a date, whether that's jumping into a cold river in the morning, um, pushing that level of comfort, going into discomfort and being okay with it. And as we talked about the lung function and the breathing changes and the way that Wim Hof teaches his method um, with the breathing, you can breathe through it. Just breathe, guys. That is something that we can do. Just breathe, guys and girls because we can breathe through it we can breathe through that discomfort and we can come out on the other side you know and when we have that that can increase our confidence right you've just done something hard something challenging something most people think you're absolutely insane to do um i mean god people give me the strangest looks here if i go for a run in my shorts and the temperature is in the teens to me that's actually getting kind of hot because i know by the time i get to mile six i'm going to be wanting to take more clothes off but it's people that want to be comfortable, it's different. So it's neither right nor wrong. But if you do want to push your comfort zone, if you do want to grow and expand, this might resonate with you as something, again, simple, low cost, big benefits to you, which you can do as simple and as easily as when you have your shower today, when you're wrapping up, turn the hot knob down and maybe just breathe for 10 seconds and that's enough for today maybe 30 maybe try it maybe you're just going to be inspired to check out the wim hof method i don't know um but yeah this is something that's worked for me i am not affiliated with anything other than sharing the experiences i have and the experiences others have in going through uncharted territory so this was a big a big move for me to give it a try but it's had a ton of benefits and i want to send a shout out to uh holly out there um who inspired me to actually try it when i saw a video she did um doing an ice bath with a whole bunch of ice cubes in her bathtub and i thought well heck that's pretty cool and um there's a little bit of that monkey see monkey do if she can do it i can do it so this was a while ago now, and uh, one thing led to another. So now here I am in below freezing temperatures, jumping in water that's marginally above freezing and uh, enjoying it and feeling invigorated. So I hope this resonates with all of y'all. And uh, if you have any questions about it, please feel free. You can always contact me at wisdomofthewilderness at protonmail.com. But it's something that's cool, and it's been great for me. So um yeah, if you want to check it out, check it out. If not, hey, no worries whatsoever. <sighs> and you know, the stars are coming out. Uh, 
it was snowing. It's not snowing as much anymore. So there's a chance that I might walk out and do, I don't know if I'll do another full body plunge, but I got a good feeling I'll go and soak my feet in the marginally above freezing river again at some point tonight. And I'm going to feel better for it because once that stuff wears off, that circulation increases and um, I'm going to feel alive. And that's what we're here to do is have experiences and to be alive. All right. That is it for today, friends. I hope you have a wonderful day or a wonderful evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I hope, as always, that you've made a chance to opt yourself outside to get some fresh air, to connect with a tree, to see a bird, to walk the dog, just to go outside and appreciate all the nature around us. And even something as simple as how water can help us heal and enhance our immune systems just by being. Isn't that awesome? I think it's rad. All right, we'll catch you on the flip-flop, friends. And thank you very much for joining me on today's episode, friends. It is always fun for me to record these, and I do hope you get a lot out of them. As always, if you enjoyed this, please share with your friends, your family members, your colleagues, your coworkers, your hairdresser, the guy at the restaurant, uh, wherever you're going. I do my best to research these and give a lot of good information. And there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from hearing the stories and also having that perspective shift that can come along with, with listening. As well, if you get a chance, I do encourage you. It really helps me out if you can leave a five-star review at the podcast platform you're listening to, as well as maybe even write something. So, uh, yeah, if you get a chance, please do that. I prefer Apple Podcasts is how I listen to things, but I know that uh, Stitcher's out there, Spotify's out there, Google Play or Google Podcasts, there's a whole bunch of them. So if you get a chance, please do drop a five-star rating and leave a review. That would be fantastic. And with that, have a wonderful day, friends. We will catch you on the next episode of The Wisdom of the Wilderness.